Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We're coming to you Monday night as the Mavs won their 15th home game of the season over the Minnesota Timberwolves, this time 139 to 123. Before I punt to you, Josh, this was the 16th most points scored by a Mavericks team in regulation in victory ever, all time. Um, the Mavericks are incredible at putting points on the board. They could have easily scored 160 if they just kept the pressure up, but they cleared the benches in the fourth quarter and somehow still poured in uh, 29 points in the quarter. So uh, what did you think? Uh, I think it's pretty wild that on a night, Luca go Luca and KP combined to go 2 of 14 from 3. <laughs> they scored 139 points in a blowout, comfortable win. Like... Uh, I thought one of the craziest things about this game was it felt like it was definitely a uh, some you know the parts are, are greater than the whole like it, it everyone just kind of chipped in like it wasn't just Luca I mean obviously you know Luca's the engine of everything but they didn't need him to do a lot he only played twenty five minutes Kristaps only played twenty five minutes like no one played over thirty like just an incredibly solid win and just like they just took care of business like this is what they should do at home like. You play a bad team, you, you spank them through three quarters, you rest your stars. Like, that's that's how it should go, and it hasn't always gone that way for the Mavs at home. So I thought that was the biggest thing for me was just how almost effortless this win looked despite, uh, you know, Luke and KP not shooting well from deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the defense was garbage, but yeah, it was. when you get up that much early, you know, they won by they were winning by 14 after one. At the half, they, you know, they scored 81 points in the first half. So it's kind of, you know, they're up 17, I think, or maybe 16 at the half. And they just kind of kept, kept, you know, they kept the lead around there and it never really got much closer. Um, you know, long term, I think we need to, uh, you know, heading into to maybe next season, they have to figure out ways to tighten up in, in, in some respects with the defense, but you know, if you're going to play, I mean, they played the entire available roster and that is, is exactly what you could hope for. It's why, you know, they rested ever, uh, uh, Luca, they rested KP They uh, Jalen Brunson got hurt against Atlanta. You know, I just don't see the harm in running out, uh, Luca, if he's only going to play 20 ish minutes. Um, if his ankle is a problem, they need to get these victories. These are the kind of wins they can't afford to screw up. Um, I missed uh, spoke earlier. They now have 16 wins at home. Um, it took ESPN a second to update. So yeah, this is, you know, this is, there, there's really not a ton to talk about. Um, it's fun. The, the Porzingis Luca connection evolves in little ways. Every game, there was another one of those just preposterous given goes with Porzingis making a bounce pass on the move to a cutting Doncic that I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know how you defend it, but I don't know how you prepare for it. Like a guy that big shouldn't be able to make a bounce pass on the move to another guy that big. It was just that that's the little details in this game are, are really fun to think about the Mavericks. You know, they're not, they are who they are. One of the things at this point in the season that might be worth talking about kind of on a broader podcast is we just don't have that much more to say about them game to game. Um, when you don't make a trade, when, you know, the roster is, we're, we're circling back around to some health uh, with, with everybody looking better at the same time, which is nice, but like, 
there's there's just not i just don't find there they're that much to talk about right now am i am i crazy <laughs> no they're just kind of doing their thing you know like you said i think the biggest thing to talk about right now is that the last three games including tonight that chris Stops and luca have played in and this team has looked like unstoppable mm-hmm. and i feel like that they're they are turning a corner there with the luca kp thing and that's probably the biggest storyline to close the season out and what we should look for since the, you know they had that on and off time where they just couldn't play together for for a big stretch there the last month or two so to me that's like the big thing and, and like otherwise everyone's just kind of doing their thing like in, in terms of the rotation players you know, maybe we could talk more about Seth Curry, who just has been phenomenal since the start of January. Um, had another good game tonight, five threes, 19 points. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it's just kind of same old, same old. And I think the reason why we were getting a little ornery and a little anxious the last couple of months, it was just the injuries and teams go through that. And just the way Luca got hurt, then KP got hurt, then Luca got hurt. It was just rough. And I'm just really enjoying seeing them kind of turn a corner with both of them on the floor at the same time. Like, I think this is something like there's something going on. Like it's not just, you know, it it helps to play the Kings, the magic and the Timberwolves in the three games Mm -hmm. that they've played together healthy uh, since Luca came back, but there's the way they're doing things. Like to me, that's, that's the thing to watch uh, since, since everything else has been kind of static ever since they kind of discovered THJ is, is somehow good. Ugh, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to project forward. There's going to be a time and a place for where things go in the future. But looking at, you know, at least the schedule, this is where this Atlanta game, where them, you know, essentially opting to throw it away was kind of a questionable decision. You look at the the standings, the Mavericks are a half game behind the Thunder. They're two games behind the Jazz, two and a half games behind Houston. And they have... Uh, division lead they still have you know the most wins in their division i i think some of these things are going to end up biting dallas down the stretch i looking ahead i'm a little curious as to what in turn and we're never going to know this but what their internal expectations are they started off the season wanting to win in the playoffs and then when you jump out to uh something like their their really sharp record to open the season in the first 20 games to then stumbling a little bit due to injuries but you know it's mainly you know it's more due to injuries than anything else i just don't know how they feel about the, the team and when they do things like they did against atlanta it makes me think they're just content to make the playoffs i think it's way too early to start screwing around and thinking about like potential opponents and who they want to play i just want to see them win and their next four games they go on another road trip but they played so well on the road uh, I'm I'm not particularly you know concerned. They play San Antonio. They play Miami, who is oddly struggling. They play Minnesota again, and then they play Chicago. And it's one of these opportunities again to where if they go like something crazy, like three and one over the next four, our our expectations are just starting to inch up again with the way the the I don't call it a roller coaster of a season. It's just. I just I I just wish I knew more about what they expected. And the Mavericks are really good about keeping those sort of things internal. Yeah, and I think I've been waffling back and forth on that Atlanta game and since I haven't been on the podcast since that this is my first time to talk about it. Uh I understand the frustration. I understand what you're talking about how they kind of basically just punted that game, you know, resting Luke and KP. I know it's second out of back to back, but second game after the all-star break, after they got, you know, a week and a half off, basically. 
my guess is that the second Luca ankle injury has, I don't want to say maybe spooked is, is too harsh, but you know, they don't want him, you know, they don't want him re-injuring that ankle. And when you come back, it, you know, the first week or so coming back from an ankle injury is probably when it can be dicey yeah. and back back, maybe he's a little tired. He steps on a, you know, just something weird wonky happens, you know, when players get tired and playing on the second out of back to back. So maybe that's just it. I wonder, you know, like it's just the way the schedule worked out. If that game just wasn't on the back to back, probably played, they probably win by like 25 and we're talking about like the role that they're on. So it is disappointing seeing how they're playing with Luke and KP together that the second game after the break, they already kind of muddied that up a little bit, but as tonight proven proved they're they, they got right back on track, which was, which was nice to see. And yeah, I don't know the expectations thing. I have no idea. Like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, they were probably internally higher than a lot of us were in terms of, they thought they were a playoff team. And, you know, now who knows, uh, but I, yeah, I've, I have no idea with the, with the, with how tough the West is in terms of like looking at who they want to play in the first round. I'm like, right. not even, I'm not even right. there yet. Near am I, I don't want yeah. to even talk about it. And yeah, you know, there's a contingent of, of math, stupid Mavs fans who don't seem to understand that they're a playoff lock. Um, yeah. Yeah. This few games left. I mean, I'm looking at standings right now. They are seven games up. Six. They're six games up on Memphis, and they're nine games up on Portland. Like this is a done deal. The Mavericks have never played worse than 500 ball all year, so they're getting to the playoffs. It's mainly a matter of where do they end up. Mm-hmm. And there's enough interesting contests left with some of these playoff teams. Like they play Houston again. They play Denver again. Heck, they play Oklahoma City on the last game of the season um they they played denver twice excuse me and i i'm just i want to see them take all these games seriously i i want them to get to the playoffs on their own terms but i i just i feel strategically looking ahead and one it's just gonna bite bite them like i really don't want to play the clippers like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know there's little stuff i I know i'm getting ahead of myself after Uh i talked about how we shouldn't but that's just no. It's just it's kind of it's kind of natural this time of year. Um, that's about all I got. You know, there's there's some things that I'd like to do in the coming days and weeks with some of these teams that that uh, the Mavericks are playing in, where I hope to have on some different people. Uh, you know, who cover these opposing teams. But this time of year, it's a little challenging with real work and with schedules to make things work right. So I wouldn't be shocked if Josh and I uh pretty much finish out the season doing primarily these kind of podcasts just because they're easy to hop on for 20 minutes and doing you know anything that's that's a half hour kind of requires planning and stuff like that and you guys you know you don't want us to actually plan and work hard do you (laughs) so just just to keep everybody posted on schedule we're gonna we're gonna work out the rest of these games you know it's it's the first time in four years where we've had to care about stuff after all-star break and that's on the (laughs) one hand really fun on the other hand, we've kind of run out of stuff to overanalyze. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, you got anything else before we hop out? Uh, I guess one quick note: uh, Jackson didn't play till garbage time. Uh, Kid Gilchrist was the second, was the forward, pretty much the small forward off the bench. So, I like it. it's time to throw a parade for for you up in DC. Oh, 
Poor Justin Jackson. <laughs> All but right, that's everybody, it. this has been fun. It's been Josh uh, Bo and Kirk Henderson coming to you once again. Uh, if we run out of things to talk about, Josh and I will start talking about video games. So I hope everyone is prepared. We will <laughs> talk to you guys later this week.